record. All right. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Bots Master Podcast. I'm Rob, and I am because I think, and I watch this show, and it stinks. Oh, I don't have a rap set up. I'm just Gen Zs. <laughs> I am here under duress. <laughs> I'm David. Do you have random double Zs? You can't see because added. it's a podcast, but he's actually blinking SOS. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, yeah, David. I'm we we must surgically attach double Zs to the end of your name now. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're... we're going to have to attach these uh, uh, these electrodes to your testicles, which I believe is a less painful <laughs> process than watching an episode of Botsmaster. It's more physical contact, but it's less invasive mentally. <laughs> so did either of you watch this when it was on? I had... I don't think this ever aired in Canada. That's... I had never heard of this until the internet. No, it it definitely was on YTV. I... Okay, because I, I definitely did not watch this. Which I primarily say because it's listed on the Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, so it is. Huh. No, did not watch this. I, never saw the toys. I never saw the toys at all. I it must have been on after something I watched because the the theme song was stuck in my head, <laughs> and it's one of those things that I I try to push down and push away. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure I ever actually watched a full episode. It's like the other day when one of our friends linked the intro to Street Frogs in one of our <laughs> chats, and it just hit me. As something that I had seen many, many times, but not for decades. Like, I had completely yeah. forgotten about it, but at the same time, it was extremely familiar. <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of those, oh, there's nothing on between the two shows I really want to watch. Fine, I'll leave the frogs on. <laughs> so it was on, it was on syndicated in the afternoons after school. Uh, during the same time as the second season of Exo Squad, which was the like, oh, because the first season of Exo Squad was thirteen episodes, so it was weekly. Uh, and then season mm-hmm. two had the full, I guess, fifty to fifty some episode uh, allotment, so it was on daily. Uh, so I, I think it was on like after those. I think it was on after Exo Squad. Uh, so I would occasionally see it, but even at the time, I knew it was. Uh, I didn't like take it as seriously as I took Exo Squad, which I took deadly seriously, because Exo Squad is an extremely serious show. Uh, so With bright neon X Men animated colors. Yeah. So this was when I was in like high school. So I was a very cool teenager. <laughs> I thought I was very cool. I thought I was definitely too cool to watch Power Rangers, except for the last 10 minutes when the giant robots showed up. Uh, yes. So yeah, it was on syndication uh, around that time, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, between September 1993 and May 1994. So that, yeah, I would have been like 15. Uh, I definitely remember seeing the toys at KB a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that seems to have been where a bunch of toy lines went to die. And that oh, may yeah, just be that I was actually actively collecting toy, or at least accumulating toys when I was that age. 
so I probably just noticed them because I was going mm. into KB looking for G2 or looking for Exo Squad, looking for whatever I was actually interested in. And this was also on the shelves. Uh, so yeah, I remember seeing them. Uh, you know, you can go to eBay. I pulled it up on eBay and they aren't like worth piles of money or anything. No. Probably because, uh, I mean, I, see, I don't feel like they were really rare or anything because I definitely like they were all over KB. And, and also, I don't know that anybody, like, I don't know, there's a lot of nostalgia for this show. I don't <laughs> think so. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, my, my friend Cece, uh, Wind Chaser from Transformers fandom, I, she, she caught us talking about, uh, doing it and she said she was actually super excited because she used to watch it religiously. <laughs> oh. Oh. And she's like a couple lot of years. Shows on in Sweden. She's like a few years younger, so she would have probably been like 10, 11, 12 uh, at the time. Uh, and I, I did ask her though, because the thing is, this is a, uh, a French production. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. It's French. Who could have told? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, it is a French slash American slash Canadian production. Uh, and I, I asked her and apparently they got it in English in Sweden. They did not get it in French. Uh, so <laughs> Cause that I was actually kind of curious. Uh, but yes, in, in France where the show is known as La Maitre des Bots. <laughs> And uh, yeah, this is from producer Jean Chalopin, who is like a, a he's like the Roger Corman of uh, bad '90s French cartoons. Oh, <laughs> I mean, looking at looking at this uh, resume, you got uh, Ulysses Thirty One. I actually don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's that's a co-production with Japan. That one's weird but interesting. Uh, you got Pole Position, which I only know because it has a rock and theme song. Oh yes, yeah. That was that's like an only a thirteen episodes. It was above the idea of just like it's a tie into a video game. And yeah. speaking of rock and theme songs, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's dumb, but a winner. Uh, one of my childhood favorites, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yes. Which I heard a thing recently where that might have accidentally started out because. There was going to be a, a Lupin the Third sequel series that was like Lupin the Eighth or something set in the future, but there was licensing rights because the owner of Arsene Lupin, the original writer, something about that, they didn't want to do shit, and yet he also had the very first Sherlock Holmes ripoff story that he ended up changing the name to Herlock Sholmes, so he's not one to bad, ma- his family's not one to badmouth Lupin the Third. but anyway, there's going to be future Lupin, but that fell through, and somehow that might have ended up becoming Inspector Gadget. Mm. Through weirdness, I like. I'm not entirely sure how true that story is, but it's something I saw recently. I liked Inspector Gadget a lot as a kid. Like I, I, I had an Inspector Gadget lunchbox. I think it's a pretty funny show. You know, so I for, think part you know, of that 80s. was also that my dad liked it uh, because my know. dad's actually mm. a big Don Adams fan uh, from Get Smart. Get Smart. Uh, <laughs> I'm always on duty. So he was. 
you know, he liked Inspector Gadget because yeah. it was Don Adams. Uh, so he was probably all on board with, you know, what your parents like, if there's something you want and it's something they also like, they're a lot more likely to buy it for you. At least mine were. So. Okay, we've also got uh, The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Huh. Yeah, that's oh another Which, Japanese one, that's, isn't it? That one's great. Yeah, and I think there was recently a sequel uh, He was also involved with that. <laughs> okay. 2012 to 2013. Yeah. Or, I, I haven't heard as good things about that as the original series, but I heard it was like, yeah, it was okay. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, the New Adventures of He-Man. Nice. Mm-hmm. Eh. Uh... Uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, also an extremely rockin' theme song. Ooh. Yeah. I remember that being on. Uh, Again. That Conan like, the Barbarian cartoon. That was yeah. also on in the afternoons after school. Yeah. And that I feel this guy had like, block. he had like a, uh, like a block to himself or something, like his production company. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's also involved with a lot of other stuff, uh, just as a writer, not necessarily as a producer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so a you know a, a fairly wild, wide resume here. So this is a this is thematically connected to our Johnny Mnemonic episode because this is also a cyberpunk dystopia, except it's a much dumber one. Also, I I want to point out before we move on for, from the credits, I did notice one of the executive producers and directors is someone who is obviously. Just Patrick Stewart in a hat and trench coat, because his name is Xavier <laughs> Picard. <laughs> you know that they yeah. really should have hired that guy's rival, uh, Gandalf Magneto. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. we should talk more about this intro because this intro. So every it it's it's nineteen ninety three. Oh Everything is kind of day glow. The fashions are hilarious. Yeah, and, some and yeah. white really? people have discovered rap. Yeah, there's definitely some very kind dubious of? street stuff. Rap in quotes. Yeah. And also, it's one of those shows where they introduce every character, but there are so many ding-dong characters on this show that everybody is just rapping in rapid succession about themselves. Everybody gets, like, yeah, two it, lines. Yes. Yeah, it's like, blah, da, da, and I'm here to say that that kind of bad yeah, white shockingly, rap. there is nobody in here who says, well, well, my name is Ninjas, and well, I'm here to say. <laughs> well, that that's, like the first two, that they almost do that. Yeah, they don't do like, the, the, and I'm here to say, something. but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Zip Zoolander, ZZ for short, you know I fight the corp, I'm the boss master. Listen up, you all, you're the boys brigade. When it's laser time, put on the 3D shade. Laser time, boys! Master. 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 Master.
Yeah, it's I. I have actually uh, linked to it this week on my Twitter at uh, RecordGen. Uh, I will definitely be linking it at the at IaconUG account once this episode is live and posting it. I'm I'm probably going to be intolerable about this opening credit sequence for at least a week or two. <laughs> it's just and it's it, so it, catchy and also ridiculous. It also Catch, and it also has to introduce the show's world. gimmick, which is that part of the show is in 3D. <laughs> kind of, sorta, of, but not really. It's not okay. So it's a 3D that you had to have the glasses with the toys. Mm-hmm. I must have had. I think I must have bought like the main character or something at some point because I think I had the the glasses. Uh, but it's not like in a way that's really. You know, that makes it where you can't watch it without the glasses. So right. it's not like everything's suddenly in blue and yeah, what, red and shifted slightly. I was going to wait until we got there, but it, no, when you're watching the episodes as is now, it's not that. All it's doing is parallax scrolling. The foreground and the background are just moving yes. more. Yes. And moving incongruously where it really doesn't make sense that they should both be moving the same direction while the characters in, in the middle ground are going the other way. <laughs> or the characters in the middle ground are standing still. And, 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 so, and, yeah. and the great thing moving. is that during these uh, 3D segments, which I refer to as laser time, and that's laser with a Z. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters themselves put on 3D glasses. <laughs> well... The two human well, characters have helmets yeah. that have little visors that come down that are absolutely 3D glasses. It's laser time, boys. Which with with these. I mean, if you're going to integrate a gimmick, you at least want something to signify that the gimmick is going on. So yes. I can't fault it there. So I guess since we since the intro introduces all these characters, I suppose we can do so now. So we've got our our main character. Uh, who is a generic white guy? Zip Zoolander, ZZ for short. Yes. Um, Wearing a knockoff uh, T-shirt from something that must have happened that never. I don't remember ever seeing this uh, Gundam Double Zeta shirt anywhere in a store. <laughs> uh, I, I assume he inherited from his father, Derek Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Uh, noted I never male saw model. the movie Zoolander, but like that kept running through my head. It's like. Oh, there's so many Zoolander jokes I could make if I'd seen that crappy movie. That movie is funny, and I will stand by it. I haven't seen it. Is that the one where, like, um, Will Ferrell goes, is everyone taking crazy That's pills? That's the one, yes. Okay, that line in itself is great. I don't want to see I the rest of the I invented the piano movie. key necktie, Derek. What? <laughs> his claim to fame is he's a, he's a fashion designer who, uh, his first claim to fame was inventing the piano key necktie. Okay. Nice. It's a funny bit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I guess the bit about, uh, uh, what is that, Hotel for Ants what, or what, something? What is this, a center for ants? Because he's shown like a model. <laughs> this should be at least three times bigger. <laughs> it's a fun, I mean, the, the beginning of the movie Out ends with uh, his uh, roommates dying in a gasoline fight. <laughs> what? Uh, sure. They're at like a gas station, and they start, ha- you know, they're they're male models, so they're extremely stupid. 
so they're having a gasoline fight. Yeah. And, and there's there is also a segment uh, towards the end with uh, David Duchovny that makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> well, I do like David Duchovny. It's a very funny, but he's a hand model, and he's like got his hand in like a hermetically sealed jar. <laughs> <laughs> like it's still attached to himself. It's just he just has a jar on the end of his arm. Yeah. <laughs> just around okay. his wrist. Maybe someday in the future, if it's on Netflix, you guys can force me to watch it. it. It's a, it's, anyway. it's a, like an hour and a half. It's funny. Anyway, so yeah, as he, uh, I think somebody may have watched uh, or may have read a couple issues of Spider-Man 2099 before this. Probably. Yeah. Because he's like the, uh, he's like the golden boy of the RM Corporation, which uh, stands for Robotic Megafact. This show's I guess so like stupid. Factory? I guess. So he's like their head robot designer, but then he found out that the corporation was evil, so he went rogue. Yes. And it's it's also kind of hilarious, because in my hometown, the uh, uh, RM is also the name of a powerful company, except they uh, they restore cars. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like they're probably not taking over the world. We had uh, we had Nicolas Cage here once. Ooh. Ooh. And anyway, so yeah, he is uh, he's this freedom fighter, and he's got... Uh, a well, his his main ally is his sister, uh, Blitzy Zoolander, who is ten years old. I'm not sure how old Zip Zoolander is supposed to be. He definitely has job, that so. like approximately eighteen year old thing going on. Yes, like he's 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 still a kid, but it's also not that weird that the adult lady villain is definitely hitting on him. <laughs> yes, mm. it's kind of weird. And so his allies are the Boys Brigade. That's B-O-Y-Z-Z, which stands for Uh. Brain-Operated Young Zygotopic Zoids. (laughs) Zygotopic? It's time for (laughs) for some really stretching acronyms. Yep, we're just cracking open a cold Uh. one with the boys. And then a bunch of these are introduced to us in the intro. We've got the Street Boys, who are like two construction-themed guys. Yes. I think one of these guys is Blue Mankuma. One of them, he's listed, the voice is listed as like Kusei Mankuma. So like C-U-S-S-E. So I'm wondering if it is like a relation or if that's like a different name that he also worked under. Yes. I don't Although, know. Appar- the internet's not telling me. And by the internet, I mean Weirdly enough, Wikipedia. I'm not trying that uh, hard. IMDb has a bunch of different credits for him, and also a picture that appears to be a white guy. What? That can't be right. I mean, that's what I thought. Maybe he's like an adopted brother or something? Weird. That's yeah. really weird. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, they're, they're jammers and tools. <laughs> Uh, then we've also got the sports boys, and they like making noise. <laughs> they are sports themed. Yes, there is. They are. All... They are the most likely to be found on clearance at KB. Is what they are. <laughs> You've got All Ball, who I assume is named after Coco the Gorilla's kitten. <laughs> oh, oh! Uh, the internet. It, it's Blue Man Kuma's son. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Like I said, maybe a relation. It is a relation. So there we go. 
You've got, he's the volleyball soccer guy. You've got Bats, who's the baseball guy. Uh, Bogey, who is the golf guy. And Ace, who is the tennis guy. He's also got a racket for an arm. Because, you know, that's useful. Uh, you've got hmm. these science boys, who are scientists. you got yeah. the nerd, who is like a speak and spell uh, guy. He is. He's got TV head thing. Probably the one most involved in this episode, as yes. it will turn out. And uh, Genesis. I don't know why Denerd doesn't have an X in his name. <laughs> they couldn't work one he's in there. Denerd. Or a Z. I, Even, it's the best and worst name. It doesn't have a Z in it, but it's dumb. Oh, Even it's, it's Watson dumb. has a yeah, Z. Yeah, Watson, it. who is the doctor, and he's. I, the, he kind of sounds like he's doing like an Alan Alda impression. He does. He's got a very bad Alan Alda impression thing going on. This, this, this isn't a war, it's a murder. This isn't a war, it's a moida. <laughs> uh, you've also got Cook, and he can take the heat. Because don't forget, you are what you, you eat. You are what you eat. <laughs> and he's got to like an Italian accent. Oh, I, I like it to make the food, because I'm a robot. Well, Italian <laughs> accent, by the way, of French production by... Canadian actor, presumably. And Vancouver, yeah. where you don't even find French Canadians. Yes. Yeah. And then there's also Kitty, who's just like a kid robot. Yeah. He's sure. weird. And you've also got Twig, who is like a guy who can turn into a car or something. I don't know why he's yeah. named Twig. Yeah, we don't see what a lot of what's going on with him in that episode. Or possibly ever, but definitely in that episode. And in this episode, we also see Freehand, who's just a hand. Who's like a drone that's a, also a hand. Yes, he's Which he's like a little dumb, helicopter drone a with a little robot hand coming off the bottom. I did like his name, Freehand. Yes, he, he's, he's like free he's hand. like Thing. That's cute. Yes. Yes. And uh, not in this episode, but I, but I have to point this out because this <laughs> name is hella problematic. <laughs> Is a five-vehicle combiner called Jungle Fiver. I just want to point right. out that when I was 15 oh and this was airing, I absolutely never figured, like, what this was allegedly a play on. It, it, oh, it's a bad name, but it's also kind of a play on Jumbo Machinder. Oh. As uh, giant plastic robot toys like Mazinger and Jig and shit that they were at the, in the was it the seventies or the eighties? So it's allegedly really a play on Jungle Fever, which, as as I yes. uh, pointed out when we were discussing this leading Not up good. to the episode, is something you only get to say when you are a black person and your friend, who is also a black person, is dating a white person and you're picking on them. It's the only context in which that's okay. Or you're talking about the movie. Yes, yes. I'm, or I'm you're going talking to, about the movie. I'm going to be generous here and say that maybe they had no idea what they were talking about, but they had seen that Wesley Snipes movie. I'm gonna say mm. just from the with the production pedigree that that's probably entirely the case is that they did not understand the implications of what that phrase implied about lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, when I was 
when it was on, I absolutely did not make that connection because, I mean, even at that point, I had just enough. There wasn't a lot of anime making its way over, but calling something like Fiverr had a very, like, sounded like a super robot thing. (laughs) So I was like, okay, it's just like a super robot thing, and then it takes place there, like, in the jungle for some reason. And, uh, and of course, we have a quintet of non-ambulatory robots, the Talking Heads. Also, Jungle Fiverr, pretty easy to find on clearance at KB. Ooh. But, yes, the Uh, Talking Heads are weird. These are some Mystery Science Theater 3000 rejects here. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, one of them's got, like, a Pee Wee Herman voice. Kind of. Okay, there's a problem. I don't know if it was just, like the fact that we're watching them on YouTube or the effect they were putting on their voice, or it's just bad. A lot of these robots, especially the five heads just sounded like the same voice actor. Oh, definitely. Honestly, they, they did a lot of processing on these voices. It's mm-hmm. just, that's just so much processing that it sounds like, it sounds like there's the, the villains have each have their own voice actor. The two humans have a voice actor and it sounds like all the robots are just one dude. <laughs> Doing horrible accents and stupid Pee Wee Herman voices and shit. Surprisingly, not as many Beast Wars actors in this as you would think. A bunch of guys from Unicron trilogy shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there one was. notable um, Beast Wars actor who we're going to get to when we discuss mm-hmm. our villains. So we've yes. got Sir Louis Leon Paradim. And someone I would like to point out who is not usually associated with playing villains. So. No. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, this is LLP, who is the... He's like, uh... They pretty much call... It's Paradigm. It's spelled yeah, paradigm. paradigm, but they call him Paradigm. Which means that which this is... is one of two uh, bad cartoons of the 90s to have a bad guy named Paradigm. Yeah. Because uh, that was also <laughs> the name of the main bad guy from Street Sharks. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't There's watch probably another Street one Sharks, that so... Yeah, we, also, we just discovered the word is... Paradigm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was... This, this introduced me to the word Paradigm the way that G1 introduced me to the word Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So this main villain, this limited liability person, looks like a knockoff Lex Luthor. He's like a beefy Jeff Bezos. Yes, like if you mm. if you shot up Jeff Bezos with like HGH. Yeah, I was definitely it it made me wonder if like Jeff Bezos was intentionally trying to seem like a cartoon villain <laughs> by a cartoon industrialist by shaving his head because between Lex Luthor and also other cartoon villains such as this it's just yeah he's a so he's his, buff Jeff Bezos and so his his uh, mad scientist is Dr. Hiss who is voiced by Cheetor himself in James Corlett and sounds yes. like if there was an episode of Beast Wars where Cheetor had to impersonate Terrorsaur it would sound <laughs> like this yeah with a lot of hissing and rasp it, it's like my first thing before we actually see him he's talking we pan to him it's like I th- oh this is gonna be a snake guy oh his name is Hiss though well that works I mean yeah he's got these like tubes going into his mouth so presumably that's why he can't talk that's why he talks like that but and he's got like a hunchback and one robot leg and his eyes don't match it's it's like if uh, if Doc and Terror hand. and Hacker from Centurions if they had sex and produced a baby that would be <laughs> Dr. Hiss yes Oh, that poor little mutant baby. 
And then we've also got our sexy lady villain, Lady Frenzy. I am disappointed yes. that she doesn't be a weird cyborg. Not apparently in this episode. Her, um, do, she's doing like an overly ridiculous, sexy voice, husky. And, well, thing, and, and also overly sexy and ridiculous, her character model. Her char- <laughs> yes. Okay, I will say, I, I kind of hate, th- th- I hate a lot of things about this. I hate every design of the robots. I hate all the character designs, <laughs> except for hers. Her character design is over-designed, yes. But she's like, She's like an X-Men villain. Yeah. Like the, the degree and the design. really normal with just like a crazy 90s cartoon action. Yeah. Crazy 90s action cartoon costume. Yeah, like like if her skirt wasn't neon pink, the rest of it would, would fit in fine in pretty much any other show. Like like she's got like short of shoulder pad things that kind of look like they came off of Wolverine's jacket or something. <laughs> And uh, she's also like, voiced by... It's not a by, bad design, it's just stuck in the show. Yeah, and she's voiced by veteran Canadian voice actress uh, Janice Jowd, who's also on Exosquad as Rita Torres. Ooh, oh, I like Rita. I like she, everyone she in like Exosquad. Exosquad? Uh, I don't really know her, but she kind of looks like she's got like a lady who kind of looks like she has like rogue from X-Men hair. Uh, it's got like everyone's oh. hair in that like... I I feel it's like weird, cause, that yeah. show weird definitely shave on the sides inspired a lot of like modern undercut stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, her hair was sort of a, a weird mullety anime thing. <laughs> Nobody's hair in Exo Squad was good. Yeah, so so she's dead. Marsh's she's like hair the- was okay. Yeah, so she's like the right hand man to LLP, and she's definitely got the hots for Ziv Zoolander. She's a cougar. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, we don't actually get an impression of how old she is, but she's obviously significantly older than him, and it's not appropriate. She's Robin the Robo Cradle. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she likes him young. So yeah, we and this apparently takes place in the far flung future of twenty twenty five. So we're we're four years early to oh. doing this, and I'm sure oh. David would have preferred if we'd waited four years. <laughs> oh, I prefer if we'd never did it, but it it is good that we did this right after doing Johnny Mnemonic. Oh yeah. So, yeah, like it's the perfect timing because one, they're set four years apart. Two, like they're very much of the same mid nineties like cyberpunk absorbing aesthetic without quite getting cyberpunk and it's definitely not cyberpunk as it exists now in 2021 it's it's got that extremely anti-corporate thing which is always a hallmark of great cyberpunk man do you think that the the, like the future of jenny monarch like in four years it becomes this maybe oh i well (laughs) Were there robots in Johnny? No, there was no robots. The not... cyborgs. No, yes, yeah, cyborgs. No we didn't see any robots probably because they didn't have any money to make any cyborg to make any robots. Yeah, yeah, robots are expensive unless the, they're the... just you know humanoid. This like is definitely data. a show where I can see like a super intelligent dolphin showing up. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's very much that kind of show. 
So yeah, robot. Wow, robots. Johnny. Oh, I want a Johnny Mnemonic animated series. I want that alternate timeline. But yeah, you can definitely tell this isn't a fully American production because it's super anti-corporate. Uh, so yeah, this and uh, we this we we are not starting with episode one. I mean, that would be tempting because you know that would set everything up. But the title of this episode is "Enter the Ninjas." <laughs> There's no I in it, but there's really no other way to pronounce it other than ninjas. And that's yes. how they pronounce it in the show. I mean, Z's. yes, it's written out N-I-N-J-Z-Z, but it's pronounced ninjas. Now, what, what people now, what young people now have to understand is there used to be a very large gap between young people coming up with a slang word and old squares figuring out what that, ha- what that word meant. <laughs> yes. There were probably years. It's such a large where gap. Jizz is an ancient word. That shit's at least from like the 30s, I would guess. But up until I... like well into the 90s, people were just throwing that word around as like a wacky future thing. See also the Star Wars Expanded Universe in which the music of uh, Figger and Dan and the, the modal nodes. nodes is referred to as jizz music. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And specifically, those guys are jizz whalers. Yep. The wailing on their jizz boxes. Yep. <laughs> yes. So it's, so it's definitely, it's not quite like when we were watching Transformers Prime and there would be stuff involving thirst and we would be giggling about that. Because when that was on, that was definitely not a term. What well, also thirst uh, is like, a, the same a, thing. that's like an actual word that means a thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas, it's been permutated. Speaking of, I just Googled it to find the origin. Oh, no. Yes, thank the you. First, first, the first attested meaning uh, of jizz, meaning energy, was in 1842. Oh, meaning energy. Okay. Yes. What okay. about when it well, meant that... semen? At what point did it start to mean semen? Supposedly, it became meaning semen in 1888. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, I don't think I I noticed that when I was like again fourteen, fifteen years old. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I did. But I lived in Jersey, so you know <laughs> that skews yeah. the the results. I lived in an extremely boring suburb. <laughs> anyway, I just like the idea of like people walking around with their pocket watches during the Gilded Age, talking about jizz. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and of note, this is. Uh, my initial thought was, oh yeah, Enter the Ninja, like that Bruce Lee movie. But no, the Bruce Lee movie's Enter the Dragon. Enter the Ninja yeah. is one of those Golan Globus canon productions ninja movies. Oh, oh wow. that's one of the Ninja Trilogy that's part of Ninja the Domination. Yeah, that's right, so I'm hoping that there's like the a third one. part to this episode, which is Ninjas 3, The Domination, <laughs> in which like a sexy aerobics instructor gets possessed by the spirit of ninjas. And then there's like, what, there's, well, and then there's like a sexy V8 drinking sequence. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, Lady Frenzy can get pes- possessed by an evil ninja, and then she has to fight ninjas. I mean, she kind of does dress like an aerobics instructor. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I can't help. I like that design. It's oh, oh. It's it's okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just the Wolverine shoulder pads. I like shoulder pads. <laughs> See, yeah. and the black sleeves. So we open in the grocery store of the future. <laughs> At night, when it's closed, because they're robbing it. That's right. Well, they're kind of robbing it, because, yeah, it's it's a young, blitzy Zoolander who is shopping for food with uh, 
with Watson and Cook. And, you know, they're just, and uh, the, what's his name? Uh, Freehand is there. Yes. And so they, they get their food, and then they uh, they actually, she is going to leave a note and the money for the food. Because yes. stealing is wrong, kids. Even when you are an underground freedom fighter fighting a, a sinister uh, robotic dystopia. But yeah, speaking oh, of this dystopia, they're having to do this after hours so that they don't get scanned. Because if they get scanned, then the police will be alerted to their presence and they'll get arrested. So that's well, and, dark. And we find this out immediately because she opens that uh, cash register and immediately this entire robotic SWAT team is there. I think they're there to catch RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure so... there's an Ed 209 in the background. At this point, we, well, the cars we get a, look like another weird. unexpected Transformers voice actor, Animated Perceptor, by which I mean a digitally produced voice. That's right. We couldn't <laughs> yeah. afford that many voice actors. Well, I assume that it's an intentional artistic decision and not a budgetary decision, because well, and- they... The boys are like AI in a way, they're like conscious AI in a way that the paradigm robots aren't. And and that also means that it's okay when they get smashed up by the good guys. Yes, because they aren't like thinking robots. They aren't really alive in any sense. Yes. Okay, I I, I have many notes for the first few minutes. Okay. (laughs) Let's try and go back for a few. One... First, all RoboCops are bastards. That's a good one. What, even RoboCop? <laughs> even RoboCop. Oh. Sorry, that's just how it is. Mur- Murphy was a good cop, but he's still a bastard. Anyway, uh, the, the, the background music. The background music that starts at the beginning of the episode. And there's music constantly. Like, it never seems to stop anywhere. Sometimes it drowns out the voice acting. Kids like music, yes, right? That, that's a thing that ooh, kids are into. Is This back- is not mixed we'll back well. to that. No. No. Again, maybe it's just the YouTube version, but it's not good. The sound, the sound design is horrid. Like the sound effects, the music balance, the fact that the, there is an instrumental version of the theme song which is loud, on uh, and it just tries to keep the theme song in your head and hurts. Where was the next thing? Oh, th- th- this this girl, this Blitz, whatever the fuck her name is, this has a little, little tiny baby girl head on a giant wide jacket. That when you first see her, you just see her behind a counter. See, so you see a head and giant wide round shoulders, and it's like she's a little head on a giant pink sweater or pink jacket spheroid. She does have a very eighties outfit. It's like it's such a puffy jacket. Well, I, the, like. I, like a ski jacket we, from the 90s. We are forgetting but, oh my the God. weirdest thing about her outfit is that she's wearing half pants and half shorts. Look, they're on the run. They can't afford full pants. It's like she's got like one long pant leg, but it's got a band on it to tighten it up in the middle. And the other one is a short, but the rest of the pant leg is on the bottom of her leg held up from her knee by... Magic? I mean, what it really reminds me of is uh, Alyssa Milano's insane outfit from that Double Dragon movie. Oh, yeah, it's like that vein. It's it's like more neon future version of Punky Brewster bullshit. Like it's it's a weird. We hadn't we've thought okay. So in the in the in the present we wear pants and we wear shorts. But what if in the future (laughs) we wore both at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. It's. 
she is an example of a lot of the designs in this show. It's over-designed and under-designed in such a chaotic, random way that it doesn't work. <laughs> Not in like, animation, definitely. It, it's like, it's very much like, especially the robots, like, it's taken from the toy design. Oh, it's a pile of pipes and asymmetry and nonsense. And then somebody's got to animate it and it just looks eye-searingly bad. This is bad animation, just generally all around. Yeah, it's not well, great. Given how busy all the robots, given how busy all the robot designs are, like, yeah, it yeah. needed. You need more money or fewer lines. Make a make a decision. There are moments where the animation is really fluid, like in in the opening and in the laser scenes, where like it switched to a different team and they were trying harder, but also the frame rate is different. It feels like. So it's it's like it looks better but worse at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I think that's the, the covers. The sound design bad, bastard robots. Half the dialogue is unintelligible. Comes from those robot cops talking, which is synthesized, and the effects they're putting on everything. Well, and a lot of the times they have like overlapping dialogue, so you can't hear either person. It's like they're trying to make a robot. Yeah, it's like they're trying to make a Robert Altman sh- movie as a cartoon. Well, there is a yes, point where that's intentional, where yes. it's like later yeah. in the episode where the various boys are... A dozen robots are all talking at once. Mm. Yes, and, which is why at that point Blitzy has to be like, settle down, but yeah. Mm. But but added to the unintelligible of the, the muddled voices, the over-talking, is you're also saying weird, stupid robot <laughs> names that I don't know. <laughs> so, like... There were there were points in this episode where I wasn't understanding like every other word. It's like, is this English? Is this French? Is it, wait, did I switch into French? What's going on? Uh, anyway, carry on. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, uh, freehand is spray painting the optics of these cop bots, and eventually they do get away thanks to Twig. Yes. Who... Oh, hey, the toys were by Toy Biz. Sorry, oh. sudden random. I just clicked. I had the eBay window open in the background. I clicked on one. I was like, who made that? It's Toy Biz. Wait. Oh, the same. Is that the same people that made the Punisher toy where his dick is a yes. gun? Yes, that is correct. Where he transforms it to yeah, a Yeah, Toy Biz never really got the hand of making robots. Yes. Anyway. No, as seen in the show. Carry on. So they get away to their super 90s looking uh, underground house. It, uh, it it looks like the design of a teenager's room in a 90s sitcom, writ large. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. This is this is I suppose true. And then Blitzy, you know, she you know, Ziv is not happy because, you know, she's you know, endangered herself, but also, you know, we need to eat, uh, Zoolander. I don't know if you've got, like, cans of goop like they do in the Matrix to eat there, but uh, this, is, this is a growing child. She needs actual food, like this sandwich, which is stolen from her by a robot. Yeah, this feels like, I don't know, like, guys and stuff sometimes just don't know how things work. Like, you have to eat food. I know maybe your mom used to just show up with sandwiches, but that has to come from somewhere. So yeah, I, I mean, it is kind Zoo of... Zoolander is a bit of a tech bro. It's possible he's living entirely on Soylent. That's possible. <laughs> so it, it does seem unreasonable that he's so mad at her for going and getting groceries when, like, they need food to live. Yes. 
Uh. Yeah, he's he, and he's showing off, you know, the new robots, you know, his new machine that builds new robots because we're going to need to introduce more robots, including the titular ninjas. Because God knows they don't have enough robots here already. Yes, and we see we see a couple of giant robots fighting here. First, of them as battle bots. Yes, and there's a red one and a blue one. Yes, from the show, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. From the show that's bigger than Robot Man's drawers, it's Robot Wars. <laughs> <sighs> I gotta say, I was always a Battle Bots partisan myself. I don't like the house robots. Eh, I guess, I and know, I don't I... care for the pit. Mm. Also, while he's chewing her out, he points out that all the police of the world are after them, as well yes. as the corporation. Well, <laughs> and I'm uh, just like, this is, well, wow, that's a lot. Well, Again, Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. Apparently we're going to be getting into some problematic territory later in this show, because at one point, apparently, a, a future character is the president of Africa. only is fair if you also have like if you're considering like they just have a version of like the eu at that point Mm. like saying that someone's like the head of the european union but yeah that probably i'm going to guess from jungle fiver that is probably not the case they probably just were not thinking that hard although apparently he is one of the few people on earth who believes in uh in zz oh well that's nice (laughs) Okay. Also, speaking of which, uh, do you have, has anybody ever met anybody who wears like their initials on a shirt as a no. as a normal standard practice? That that's a big thing amongst uh, characters of the eighties and nineties. But I do not believe I've ever seen it in person. I mean, I guess if I had cool initials, I might. Uh, yeah. I do not have particularly cool initials, so. Yeah. If the, if you, if you had two Zs, I might be tempted. Yeah. I don't know. You could probably make a good logo out of your initials stacked on top of each other, really. Anyway, yeah. so, we, so we now cut to... Mine, not really. I've tried. It doesn't yeah. work. Right? We now cut to our villains. Uh, we got uh, LLP, and he's... You know, Dr. Hiss has his latest plan to destroy uh, Zoolander. He's created the Beast Bot, which he refers to as his BB. <laughs> uh, so for a while, I thought he was going to attack him with a uh, robotic Christy Swanson. No. No. <laughs> No, it's it's a robot terror hound. Yes, basically. So it's not going to throw a a basketball at somebody's head so hard it explodes. <laughs> no. Oh shit! That movie. Ah, Deadly Friend, <laughs> baby. The thing I've tried to blot out of my memory that gave me nightmares. <laughs> uh. The movie itself is garbage, but the ending is. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, this is weird semi-organic uh, animal thing that looks like half. Um, what was that thing like? Uh, construct bots, the kind of build oh, your yeah. own transformer thing. It looks like one of those crossed with uh, the Red Bull from the Last Unicorn. Oh, I just thought it was a robot version of the the dog from Ghostbusters. It does look a bit like that too, except of course, uh, compared to uh, the Last Unicorn, uh, much more poorly animated. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and he, which is unfortunate because it gets a lot of close-ups. Yes, and it, it can detect the chemical composition of anybody on Earth, and it's the uh, it's found chemical composition. Yes, and it has ZZs from his medical records. Which, like, okay, I 
guess if you're just saying chemical composition, but that's effectively just someone's smell, I guess I can allow it. But you don't have your smell broken down in your medical records. Maybe you do in the future. Maybe. I'll find out in four years. (laughs) He was an employee of the corporation, so, you know. (laughs) They took all his stats. All of them. Sniffing him. So, so we cut now to the uh, to Zoolander HQ, and uh, he just Denerd... comes specifically from Lady Frenzy's file on him. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Oh yeah, I, I do. I, I got to read my notes again. I, oh, is reading your notes fun? A lot of people do that on a podcast. I don't. I don't give a shit. I like to do it. So we have the Snake Man. We have knock knock off Lex Luthor, and hello, nurse. Yes. Anyway, dinner. Yes, he's Denerd. he's the weird oh, speaking yeah. spell guy. He's kind of he's kind of got like a little kid slash fix it voice. He's like a much worse fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh my god, that's ugh. a lot of the effects in this voice. In a way, it flattens him out. It does make a lot of the robots sound like horrible fix its <laughs> He is apparently Terry Classen, who was he was in... definitely on Transformers. Sure. Yeah, he was in like some various uh unicron trilogy stuff it it gave me this episode did give me more of an appreciation for fix its voice <laughs> for being better than this yeah i don't actually i i disagree with fix it in some respects but his voice isn't <laughs> bad like as this. a concept yeah Aww. his speech impediment is poor guy but his general voice is fine <laughs> poor Poor guy. Can't so help so it. they have they've built a new ninja robot, ninjas. <laughs> ah yes. Oh, and, you, and you see his his name is Ninjas, ninjas. the battle hinges on how he uses his sword and well it singes. <laughs> I can't deal with ninjas. It's worse that they made his vo- his name sound like that just to fit in the rhyme scheme of the stupid rap in the opening. <laughs> no, they made his name that so it could have double Z's, but they c- there was no vowel in there, so you have to just force a vowel in there, and unfortunately the vowel that comes into mind is an I. I have to admit, I don't hate his design. Yeah. Uh, I like that he has an extra arm in there, and I kind of like his weird fencing mask. It's not, yeah, it, well, it's kendo mask thing. It's it's not, his design might be the least crap, <laughs> mostly because it's just ra- red and black, so it looks okay. It's the least and, terrible. And uh, thankfully, the voice actor is not doing that much of a Japanese accent. Yes. There's a uh, bit no, of one. I mean, no. it's kind of like, it's like a low-key George Takei. Yes. Well, I think he's actually trying to aim for Bruce Lee, missing... Because they they end up going, they want okay. to get the DNA pattern of the greatest ninja in history who happened to li- be born in 1950-something or other and died in 2000-something or other. I, I've got it written down. It was Great Dragon Lee, born in 1951, died 2017. So pour one out four years ago for, <laughs> uh, for the greatest ninja who ever lived. 
Which, yeah, it really does seem like the greatest ninja who ever lived should really be more in, like, feudal Japan, but I guess not. I mean, I have to assume that given the time period, he was, like, the ninja in these, like, uh, canon predictors nin- pictures ninja movies. I mean, I guess yeah. if one were to have a culture, I'm not saying that their world building is necessarily this thought out. But if you were to have a, uh, oh, I just saw something on Terry Classen's Wikipedia page, so I'll get back to it in a second. If if you were to have a culture where they didn't actually have any history that wasn't just old movies about history, then you yeah. would think that, like, the people who, like, were actors in these movies were, like, the best of whatever it was they were playing. So you would think that he must be the greatest ninja of all time because he played these great ninjas. Also, Terry Klassen was the ocean dub Krillin. So, uh, I oh, love Krillin. There we go. Okay, that, that's maybe... Okay, well, Drew, the name Dragon Lee, and they're probably going for a Bruce Lee thing, and he does a little, woo, 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 watch out thing when they see the hologram version of him, which I was expecting after they said Dragon Lee. They may be aiming for the most famous ninja actor, Shokosugi, who was in uh, Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja 3 The Domination, and a shitload of other canon ninja movies. I mean, clearly, I, I guess if they had to settle, they would have gone for uh, Richard Harrison. The uh, the second best ninja movie, who's in all those Godfrey Ho movies, like the one that you've definitely uh. seen a clip of online, where he gets like a message of doom from a knockoff Omega Supreme, <laughs> and then places a call to the Ninja Master on a Garfield phone. Oh, that's... Traitor, so listen, you also, must return the Golden Ninja Warrior. None of this is how DNA works. And also, he's always pronouncing ninja as ninger, because he's Australian or something. <laughs> yeah. A ninja. Oh, no. I, well, I think these movies Wait, were dubbed by the same people what? who did um, the uh, oh, the Headmaster's they, dub. Were they Omni-dubs? Because I, I know so, they, yes. they did dub. And I say this entirely because back in the day, at, at one, like, when I watched broadcast TV, so like five years ago... Uh, but but when they were at the point where you would have like the weird B channels uh, in the middle of the night, I was flipping through channels and there was some martial arts movie, and I was like, "Hey, that's Headmaster Galvatron's voice. It's <laughs> Omni Galvatron's voice." And it it was an Omni dub of uh, some some old martial arts films. So yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing that exists. As so, well so, as yeah, the, they, uh, the the Godzilla dubs that show up on Comet occasionally, where they keep referring to Jet yep. Jaguar, you know. And yeah, this Jet is Jaguar. a. They are. They want to upload the DNA of this great ninja into their robot, and that will make him a great ninja? Question mark. <laughs> well. And to get uh, the DNA of him, they have to find a record of him, like a hollow record of him doing stuff, and then they can scan him for his DNA, and none of this... This is not how DNA works. <laughs> Go watch an episode of G.I. Joe with Serpentor. Go watch that Serpentor episode. And so Zoolander goes to this museum dressed as Einstein... <laughs> yes, uh, he's he's the master of 
he says he's so great at disguises, and this is what he does. It's not good. It's not good at disguises. Yeah, so he he is there, and well, there he is attacked by this beast bot. Yes, yes, which is I... again very much the, uh, the the beasts from Ghostbusters as a robot. Mm. Like it's even got the horns. Oh, and also a weird thing about this ninja hologram. So he's he's got a so we we see a hologram of him, you know, Bruce leeing out on these other guys, and then he takes off his mask, and apparently the mask has a hairpiece on it because he's a bald guy. <laughs> yes, that was weird. Like, was that behind the scenes of him filming the movie? What? What is... Why uh, did his hair come off? Just because. Reasons. Uh, I'm going to take that as a reference to uh, Enter the Dragon and uh, John Saxon, who's definitely wearing a hairpiece in that movie. <laughs> no. Anyway, so he's... Uh, he You know, his computer's busted, so he can't call his ride, so he gets uh, cornered by this beast taken to uh, bad guy headquarters whilst Denerd escapes with the DNA contained yes. on a cassette. I'm just going to say DNA in air quotes here because DNA. Yes. It wasn't even a disc. It was clearly a cassette tape. Yes. <laughs> so you see little spool hole. Oh, so good. he's hauled away by these bad guys. We cut back to good guy headquarters. Everybody's mad at Denerd because they're like, you know, how could you have, uh, you know, left without, uh, without Zit, without ZZ? And he's, well, well, I went one way and he went the other way. Yeah. <laughs> that one's pretty cute. And, and then possibly the worst part of the episode where all the robots are talking at once. Rhubarb, rhubarb, watermelon, oh, watermelon, watermelon. So watermelon. obnoxious. Yeah, they're they really all annoying. Sound the same. All of them are so annoying. And, and uh, it's because it, it's just like the robots on the shelf. There's a dozen other robots. Then there's a child shouting over them. It, ugh. And so eventually she takes charge. She's all, listen, we need to get this ninja online to rescue him. So he puts this, uh, she puts this DNA cassette into this ninja robot and he comes online and he is ninjas. And, he, and just he's flipping out and showing off. He's, he's got oh, he's got rollerblades, a crossbow on one arm, two arms on the other side. Also, there's I don't know why I, I just why is the crossbow? Go back to my notes for a second. Uh, but when they're after they watch the little hollow video thing of this great ninja doing his ninja stuff, ZZ just reverently says. The greatest ninja warrior who ever lived. And he, like, really sells it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I forgot to mention that is Mark Hildreth, who we just saw playing Scowl in yes. an episode of uh, Robots in Disguise. Yes. Yeah. Which was part of when it came up that we should do this. Yes. Oh, that's why. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, had to, it had to happen eventually. Yeah, it's got oh. robots in it. What what was even coming out when Robots in Disguise was on? Like, Netflix Voltron? We're not going to do oh. one episode yeah. of Netflix Voltron. <sighs> yeah. No, that came out later. I, I did try <laughs> to look at some things that were on at the same time, and nothing really jumped out. Listen, we're all old. We wouldn't understand these things anymore. What we understand are robots and laser time. Yes. I mean, I liked oh, Netflix Voltron. It's just not a thing you talk about one episode of. Yes. 
Mm. So yes, he's also okay. So Ninjas comes online. He's very cool. His name is Ninjas. He's immediately in charge. Yes, his <laughs> function is to yes. his function is to flip out and kill people. <laughs> but like everyone suddenly listens to him. I'm like he just he's a newborn. You're you're five minutes old. <laughs> what? Five minutes old, and everyone is suddenly listening to him. Admittedly, everyone else is like a construction worker or a jock. Yes. Sure, listen to the ninja. Yeah, he takes the street boys and the sports boys with him. They go to bad guy headquarters whilst uh, uh, ZZ is being squeezed inside this giant robot fist. Yeah, which is like... like I've never heard this guy's Goliath. Like, squeeze him or don't squeeze him. Don't just be in this intermediate stage of squeezing for many, many minutes at a time. And, and how is this the most effective torture to get information or whatever the fuck out of him? Yes. To have a giant robot pick him up and hold him 20 feet in the air and squeeze him until he's like a little squeak toy? Yes. What? This is my question. How is this How is this effective? Or useful? And, yeah. and, and, and Lady Frenzy is like, this isn't being effective. And, and then, then Hiss is like, no, but I want to squeeze him more. Stop talking to him. <laughs> And she's like, well, listen, sure. you, listen, Zoolander, you could be, like, the richest man alive and the luckiest man alive, flashes cleavage. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, what are you what are you even doing here? But uh, it is too late for her because it's laser time, boy! Put on your 3D shades! Another problem is, like, the fight scenes are incomprehensible. They are terrible. They're really Partially bad. because of the laser time sliding layers, but also, like, they're just, like... Oh! Oh! I forgot about a scene earlier mm-hmm. that exemplifies the horrible directing in this Xavier Picard directing this sucks ass. Like, when all the... Earlier in the episode, like, the five talking heads are on a shelf and they're complaining about something or other. No, it's before the... the oh, no, after the food or something. I don't know what the fuck. But... They're panning across, they're talking to each other, and then they pan to a green one that looks kind of like a frog head. There's definitely a frog head there. There's one that kind of looks like crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while the green one is talking, they zoom in on his mouth, so that the only thing you can see is his giant mouth taking up the entire screen. <laughs> you don't see his eyes. It's really You bad. don't see the background. It's a giant green disembodied mouth. Taking up the screen for like five seconds. Why would you direct the shit like that? And, and that just carries on to how the fight scenes are directed. Yes. Horribly. Yep. Ah. So incomprehensible action scene happens. So there's a big the incomprehensible action scene. Wall. He gets rescued by ninjas. They uh, they drop a bunch of the ceiling on these bad guys who do not get killed. Yeah. No. I mean, the one guy's like a weird cyborg, sure, but that uh, that lady is not protected by uh, anything more than, uh, you know, like a corset. Yeah. And a miniskirt. Well, maybe... No. I was going to say maybe there's like some more... Th- something extra going on with her, but no. It's just convenient for her to not get yes. harmed by this. No, it, it would be too much to ask that she's also a robot or something, an yes. android. Although that would also be extra creepy, since she works for Lex Luthor. And, <laughs> yes. oh no, Lex, Lex Luthor did have a robot. 
Was this? Oh, was Mercy a robot? A no, she was just like a lady. Okay. She was just like I, a I, mean lady. Although weirdly enough, I believe the same voice actress plays the second in command uh, cyborg villain in another series that we might get to eventually if we decide we hate each other enough. Um, <laughs> was another bad one? Sky Surfer Strike Force. <gasps> Ooh. At least that's a lot shorter and a lot weirder. What do you mean? Is it sh- what shorter? It's, it's like the same episode length. It, no, but isn't it like only one episode? <laughs> Or is it a really no, short there was, season or something? It was a full series. Oh, it was a full series. Yeah. It, it went long enough that they had two different theme songs. Oh, it's I'm confusing them with something There's else. There's one where they're uh, dropping a ton of exposition, and the second one, which is by a Japanese band Super Junkie Monkey. Ooh, okay, I'm, I'm up for that stupidity in the future because it can't be as bad as this. It, X, are you sure? Because uh, there's definitely a guy on that uh, show called Sore Loser, and it's spelled S O A R. S O A R. Oh, that's terrible. How is that worse than ninjas? <laughs> yeah, you you win. Yeah, yeah I got you there. <laughs> Least sore loser and, is a pun. Ninjas and, is. <laughs> oh. Just they replaced the A with Z's and turned it into he's, semen. He's, he's not a ninja. He's a nonja. <laughs> <laughs> More like a nanja. Nanja, 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 nanja. Anyway, uh, where the fuck were we? So, yeah, yeah they, they just get rescued, and uh, interestingly, we don't get, like, a scene back at the uh, base where we're like, oh, well, we learned something today. Yeah, I was expecting that, it just kind of you know, stops. Admittedly... We just get, yeah, we just get the bad guys being pissy at each other, and then that's the end of the episode. And then we get the intro again. Yeah, yes, but with more credits mm-hmm. over it. The outro is, it, it's because the song is so good. It's so dumb, but so catchy. It's I mean, listen, so this is gold, baby. We gotta finish. We gotta use this uh, whole thing. Yeah. Yo, uh, our planet is in a jam. The diabolical plan of only one man. <laughs> David, I'm afraid this is just gonna plague you for the rest of your days. <laughs> It's going to plague me for a couple more days because I have to get the opening theme song and stick it in the episode so that the listeners get to hear it at least once. I'll be pasting it. So many links to it. If it makes you feel better afterwards, you can go and watch the ALF cartoon opening. Oh, I gotta watch... Send send out of space. Yeah, Alf. I'm gonna have to watch Alf a dozen times after I edit this episode. And it, it just feels weird, like like ninjas attacks the the beast bot of the episode, and I was figuring, oh, they're gonna destroy that, and then they can't use that again. No, he hits it somehow. Nothing happens to it. I thought the robot was going to explode before the end of the episode, <laughs> but no. Apparently, he, the demon dog is there for the rest of the series. I guess. Yeah, he's in the just opening. Around being a pet. I didn't watch the opening until I watched the rest of the episode. <laughs> Because I was trying to put it off. Because uh, no, I knew, I remembered how bad it was. Okay. I've been listening to it repeatedly for the last few days. Last episode, Rob, you said this might be the worst thing we've ever watched. Setting up for this. And I have to agree, there may be something <laughs> we've watched that's worse, but I cannot remember. Like, I think, the sound design, the character I think design. Dinosaurs is worse. Yeah. I don't think the music in Dinosaurs was annoying. I think. The dinosaurs was like not as egregiously bad as this, but it was boring. 
yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I, dinosaurs. I would say this, is this is just relentlessly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, I don't know. It's a fun kind of stupid. Endless thudding stupidity. The way that I felt about it when it was coming out and I was in high school was that this is goofy, but it's a fun kind of goofy. I'll sit through an episode if I don't have anything else going on. It it doesn't work for me. Like, I might be able to watch another episode of Dinosaurs. It'd be boring, but I could have it on the background. It's not offensive. It's not loud. It's not ugly. Well, it's ugly, but it's ugly in a different way in that it's combining mediocre anime with bad CG for a toy line that really didn't work. Although, admittedly, now we have dinosaur toys that can combine in weird ways from Hasbro. So it worked yeah. for somebody. They just start but this, yes. this is to sell toys that are all hero robots and there's a dozen of the damn things and they had Jungle Fiverr and... and like, I can't think of anything really redeeming about this show other than one character design. <laughs> but Dinosaurs, at least, is an idea. Oh, transforming dinosaur robots. Oh, wait, it's just Beast Wars, but cheaper with dinosaur bones. And at least I, I can I thought this I was more fun it. than Dinosaurs. Oh, definitely. I put, it's this, more fun. I put this ahead of Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs it's more fun worse. to talk about and complain about. I'll give you that. I was looking at the... Uh, Again, I was sort of idly browsing the toys on eBay, and I definitely had ZZ, because he has this fun, like, gun thing that's in a bunch of different parts, and each of the parts stores in a different place on him, and then they all come off and form together into one big gun, and yeah, yeah, I have, I I see this toy, and I absolutely have a tactile memory of that. I must have, he must have gone in the box to the retro toy shop uh, with, like... My, what's his name? Knockoff Han Solo from Empire, or not? Dash the Rendar. Shadows of the yes, oh, Dash, Dash Rendar. Rendar. Yes. Yeah, he must have. Uh, he must have gone to the retro toy shop with that junk. But yeah, All those right. were toy biz. They yeah. says it right clear on the top, which I guess yeah, they definitely seem like toy biz. Yeah, toy this biz is, is not good stupid at robots and. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Why? Why? We'll be returning soon with the Bots Master podcast. You guys are going to be editing that on your own. <laughs> the planet is in a jam. Uh, Diabolical plan of only one man. No! No! <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think before we inflict more psychological trauma on David, I believe that is it for this episode, and it for the only time we'll ever talk about Boxmaster on this show, yes. unless a voice actor comes up again. It's yes. you guys are not going to mention it again. I want the voice very class. He's Krillin, also Master Roshi. But we will be back next week with more robot. Or wait, are we going to do? The shorts next week, or oh, we yeah, going we're gonna do the yeah, we're probably watch the okay, shorts. Yeah, we're gonna we get back we're to gonna that. finish up the season of Robots in Disguise with shorts, and then we're gonna move on to season two of Rescue Bots. Yes, yes. I back to a the good years ago. Good I, you boys would not have been able to tell me that. Oh, you're gonna be excited to watch the second season of Rescue Bots, but They're I am such good boys. Yeah, they're just good children. So until then, of course, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. 
Uh, you can listen to me on Alphabet Flight. I am guesting on that show talking about some old Marvel characters. And we also have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to this month and all of our previous month's monthly special episodes. Uh, for February, we talked about Johnny Mnemonic, now that we are in the far-off future of 2021. Uh, for March, maybe we're going to talk about WandaVision. You'll probably Ooh. know by the time this is posted. Yes. We'll know by the time this is posted. So until then, I'm Rob. Game over. I'm Jenzes. Sayonara, ninjas. Like my old dad used to say, wash your hands. <laughs>